Let me take a guess. You've been listening to Call Me By Your Game, having a pretty dang time, but you've run out of episodes, finding yourself waiting for the next drop each week, wondering where, oh where, can I get more and more Call Me By Your Game content? Well, I'm here to tell you folks that there is such a place. It actually exists. This is the host of Call Me By Your Game, Connor McCabe, here to tell you all about our Patreon network over at Super NPC radio so this is our patreon that we have created to not only support our shows but make new content and bigger content going forward in fact if you like call me by your game i want to tell you all about the co-op episodes that we do these are monthly episodes where i sit down and do a deep dive with a panel of people to talk about a particularly impactful game we've discussed games such as the legend of zelda breath of the wild super mega baseball 3 final fantasy 10 tony hawk 1 and 2 remake and we have so much more to come so if you're interested in hearing these episodes these are a part of our dj toad tier on our patreon which is ten dollars a month and again you get a monthly huge episode for me and some of my most favorite people talking about iconic games so if this is interesting to you check us out and if you want to get a taste of what it's like take a look at the previews that we drop in this feed otherwise we'll see you over at our patreon network at patreon.com slash super npc radio Welcome to Call Me By Your Game, a podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. And if you listen to the show, you'll know that we talk as much about what made playing the game special and what the guest loves about it as we do the context about around how they fell in love with it for the first time. A little housekeeping up top is if you want to check us out on social media, (laughs) You're in luck because we're on there. You can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod, and we're on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. Just the one Y though, so B Y O U R. You can. That's where you're going to see uh, episodes as they're posted. You're going to see cool, cool art I make, uh, links to upcoming stuff, anything, any news you're going to hear about the show. That's where you can check it out. If you want to support the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is hugely important. That helps other people discover us that may not uh, know who I am. And that is wonderful when that happens. Uh, You can share the show with a friend, whether they love video games or this game in particular that we're talking about today. And then lastly, as I'm sure you're going to hear on an ad break, uh, we've got a Patreon. So if you like this show uh, and you like hearing me on other shows, you're going to like what we have on Patreon and we pump out a ton of content. So you can check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, and that will do it. Uh, I will go ahead and begin the best part of the show where I introduce our wonderful guests for the day. So please welcome dance champion, Nicole Loria. Welcome to the show. 
Hello, Connor. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you. Uh, I, I hope, you know, I'm sure you're fine, but I hope you're not disappointed that I didn't have some long three-part name. I normally do that for our guests, but I figured I'd just make it simple, make mm-hmm. it impactful and just call you what you are, which is the dance champion. I am. I am a dance champion. Um, in my youth, I was the DDR champion of my middle school. Wow. They <laughs> had such actually- a thing. Are we going to hear about that today? Well, well, you know, not officially, but. But you kind of just, it was implied. Yeah. And honestly, I think people probably thought DDR when they thought about me because I played it so much and I talked about it so much. Wow. Hey, you know, that's just strong branding, my friend. And I got to give it up to you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Of course. Years later, here I am still talking about DDR. (laughs) (laughs) You won't be stopped no matter how hard we try. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's really great. Uh, It's already been great to catch up with you before. Truly, this is, as I've said many times on the show, this is just, aside from me getting an episode in so I can keep my show going, it's been such a wonderful excuse to keep in touch with people during, you know, the three years we've been in uh, quarantine during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So thanks for being here. Um, You and I, like most of the guests, know each other through the Los Angeles improv community. You are a writer, you're an actor, you're an improviser, of course, but um, is there anything else you want to share about yourself, things you do? uh, What do you want people to know? Things that I do. Um, You pretty much covered it. Um, Now (laughs) it feels like I'm a full-time gamer because all I do is sit on my couch and play video games, maybe the same amount of hours I would have been doing improv or, <laughs> you know, my fun little musicals. Uh, but <laughs> here I am. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's not really life anymore. So it's my laptop and my controller, you know? Yeah, I can, as I'm sure you can guess, I can relate to that very much. I already had a video game problem before the pandemic and uh, look at me oh, now. Yeah. You can see video game stuff behind me. It, I mean, I've I have stuffed animals in, in this view. You can see Waluigi back there. So, do you have uh, both consoles back there? Uh, both, b- both consoles. As in, I mean Xbox and PlayStation. I'm not counting oh. Switch. I'm talking about hey, both. That's Switch. okay. I just wanted to clarify. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, over here, under under this this, I don't play so much on this little spot. Um, but there is a PlayStation One Mini. Like the, they okay. release those retro consoles that have like 20 games on them. And then I have an Xbox 360 over there. It's the only Xbox I've ever owned, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I am a new Xbox owner as of this year. Congratulations. Uh, I have the One S, I think it's the digital one. Yeah. The one that's yeah. like right before this new one, because of course I got an Xbox right before they made a new one. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm the queen yeah, of doing things like that. I That's legitimately how, when I got, that 360 was uh, going into the fall of my senior year of college in 2012. I got an Xbox 360 and a year, I think like nine months later, it was like, Hey, we're coming out with the Xbox one. And you know, it had been out for a while. So I knew, but I, I, I feel you there. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh man, if I just wait a couple months, I maybe would have gotten a discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, right after the, And when everyone's clamoring for the new yeah. ones and maybe selling their old ones, selling their old ones. Yep. But you know, I like my Xbox. Um, I used to have a PlayStation. Oh, I played cool. DDR on a PlayStation. Oh, um, wow. and before that I was just like straight up Nintendo. 
So it's okay. like definitely a new world for me. <laughs> yeah, you've had a, 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 I mean, I think it's fair to call it a multicultural journey in video mm-hmm. games. Um, I have. I think I've like, I've evolved with the times nice. when it comes to my video games. Like I, I became obsessed with Nintendo 64. That's Fair. like yep. where it started for me. I was probably six. Um, my dad's a big gadget guy. He loves technology. So like <laughs> we got one of them young because he wanted to play it. Not because it was for me. Of course. It was for him. But I became so obsessed with it. There was a point where we had one in our car. Oh my god! I'm not kidding. <laughs> like Amazing. it was. Did- so it I was in the car. Like you would play it on the little screens on the, and this was like, this had to be like 2000, yeah. maybe like the year 2000. Like he, wow. we had it in our Ford exposition expedition. And I would like have friends come over after school just to play the video games in the car. <laughs> it, not necessarily on the ride home, but like you'd go out to the car to play the video well, game. Like I would ask if we could turn on the car so I could play inside the car. And they're like, <laughs> you play in the house. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> you get it, mom. It's in a car. It's the coolest thing I can imagine. There's there was a ton of excitement and novelty about that. I I didn't have a, a like a screen in the back of our our chairs, I guess, in mm-hmm. the seats. I can't. Speak. Yeah, it was like in the headrest. <laughs> in the headrest. Thank you. But my friend, his parents had a car for a while that had a TV like in the center console that faced the back rows of the van. So oh yeah, that was I, like the coolest. Dude, I am, I'm right there with you. It was like this most, I don't know why that was so special, but it was oh, so it was cool. like the coolest thing ever. Cause it was 2000. We we're like, you can have a TV anywhere. Can you imagine? Yes. Uh, oh, how uh, young we were and how, and just big dreamers, I guess. I know. And so amazed by such little things. Now we have our iPhones that do yeah. virtually everything, Truly. Um, including listen to us 24 yeah. seven. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, it's different. And then, you know, after the play, the Nintendo 64 years, uh, I was a big GameCube girl. Oh, nice. I, and I had the little screen for that, which I also loved. Do you remember the little flip screen that was on the GameCube? <laughs> I do. I still have one actually. Oh my gosh, you do? Yeah. Did you play uh, Super Smash Bros on it? I not on the little screen, but I did play that on the GameCube. I think Smash Bros was just too tiny for me to like to enjoy. play on that. Yeah, yeah, that was like uh, when I first started playing Smash Bros was uh, on the GameCube. But that was like yeah, big screen. But I would always play SSX Tricky on yes. my on my little screen, and like yeah. I would move it around the house just because I could, and like <laughs> just play it in different rooms. <laughs> That, is so that was so cool too. I was like portable. I'm all about this portable lifestyle. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, f- uh, this is a fun uh, video game anecdote, but when the Nintendo switch was announced by Nintendo, they had this big, uh, this big, they, they, they did a lot of like drawing out their uh, explanation of where all the ideas came from and like talking about the legacy of Nintendo And they went by like each console of Nintendo and were like, this is how this console influenced the Switch. Like the Game Boy is, uh, you know, a handheld. The the Wii U has motion controls. The Nintendo 64 had these games. And for the GameCube, they were like, it was portable. 
because it had a handle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I always thought that was so funny. The GameCube was like definitely a fail. It did look cool. I mean, it was a perfect square, yes. which is satisfying, I suppose. Mine was purple. What color was same, yours? Same here. Purple? The indigo one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was, uh, it was awesome. The day it broke, I was really sad. Oh, I'm I so had to get sorry. A um, and I didn't like the Wii. I remember thinking okay. it was a weird transition for me, yeah. maybe because it was like high tech and I in comparison. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like these games are different. Yeah, especially as a hardcore GameCube stan, it must have been strange. And I, that I was a huge GameCube kid too. Uh, still am, even though, like you said, it was pretty much a failure uh, <laughs> in some ways. Um, yeah, I think transitioning to something like the Wii, which was so new in all the motion controls and yeah, and the dance games and like the me people like it was yes. weird yeah. yeah i i don't get me wrong i was there for it but mm -hmm. i totally understand why someone would feel that way for sure yeah i was like oh this is kind of jarring um but yeah. then you know i got smash bros and then i was like okay at least I have a game that I like yeah. kept from my GameCube years. And then I totally. played that in college so much. Like Smash Bros on the on the Wii. On the Wii. Which oh, was that nice. Brawl or Melee? Brawl, yeah. Brawl is the Wii. Melee mm -hmm. was GameCube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I played so much Brawl in college. That's so awesome. much. That was Wii? like freshman through sophomore year. I sat on a couch, I smoked pot, and I played smash bros <laughs> you're, you're, it sounds like you're speaking from my dreams here nicole <laughs> do you I have mean, a like, favorite it, character or two from uh okay. any of the smash bros yeah you know what my favorite character is i'm a classic girl i always play with pikachu she like pikachu is like my main character and like kirby was my used awesome. to be my main character but i would say pikachu more so uh, but Mr. Game and Watch, I play with almost always. Wow. And like, I'll still, if I, I don't have a Switch, but if I play with friends that have a Switch, um, I watch. I like to play with Mr. Game and Watch because I love that nine. Oh, that down I know. B nine. Yep. That when will just kill somebody that, that's close to you. <laughs> just like the, the, uh, that move was so, that was one of the first things that I remember them introducing to Smash Bros, a, a move at least that, you didn't know always what it was going to do. It, you could give get a one, which I don't even know what happened. It, don't, it, it like, like doesn't do anything. It's like, here's a sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which don't get me wrong. Love a good sausage. Maybe not when you're trying to attack a character, but yeah. And then, and so I thought that was just really cool that it was, there was this variable of when he or you used it, you never knew what was going to happen sort of thing. That's why I liked it. I think because it was yeah. like, uh, it was just so chaotic enough for you, right? Based on chance. What'd you say? Just chaotic enough for you, right? Yes. I loved, <laughs> I loved Mr. Game and Watch's chaotic energy. And like he's a little cutie pie. He's like a little man he walking is. around. I've and heard he like, negs a lot for whatever reason. And like this, maybe the slowest of all the characters. <laughs> and his little, he kind but of does like, waddle across the screen too. Yeah. Like he waddles. And then like when you, his like to save him, his like up B is like a, yeah, it, like it's just like a little parachute, and it's so slow, and it takes yes. forever. <laughs> but to I hearing like you like talk it. about Game and Watch makes me want to do like a whole some podcast episode just on Mr. Game and Watch because I've never heard such passion about him. It's fantastic. Oh, I love him. I think he's just like, and it's like a stick figure. It's like the yeah. worst animated character. I just like, <laughs> I think that's why I'm drawn to him because I'm like, you look like you really don't belong here. Yes, which is why I'm gonna play with you. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. But I definitely, I like, I love games like that. Like, uh, I also got really into when I got the Xbox, I started playing so much like Mortal Kombat and oh, like nice. I have Capcom, the, the like Marvel one, which yeah. I don't really like that much. We won't um, tell anybody. It's okay. Not that I'm yeah. into it at all, but. I mean, it's just like glitchy. I think it's yeah. maybe compared to Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. it's not as good of a game, but I, yeah. I love like, you know, button mashing games. Totally. Gotta love them. Um, so much fun. Yeah. They're the best. They're, they're the best all all those kinds of games which is how i feel most of the time i play any of those smash bros is different because there's a lot feels like you can do a lot more and escape more but in those type of like side-by-side fighters like street fighter or mortal kombat well i'm just gonna try to try to do something i don't know what is gonna happen when i press these buttons yeah i like um only recently have i actually been looking at the moves of like my Mortal Kombat characters. Cause I'm like, wow, <laughs> they can do so many more moves than I even realized. Uh, but the second I start doing that, I get so much worse. Yeah. I'm thinking about the moves. And so now then I suck. So yeah. it's like relearning the game from the beginning yeah. when you decide you actually want to like know the moves of, <laughs> of yeah. any of your characters. That's a tough um, learning curve. Um, it is, you, but I'm getting pretty favorite? good at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> awesome. Do you have any, I haven't played many of those games. In fact, I, I should, I haven't plugged it yet. So I'm going to, on this show, which is crazy, but I recently did a, a podcast called Film versus Film, which is done by Leonard Smith Jr. and Quinn Boys, both uh, improv uh, buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, they brought me on to watch two video game movies. I guess I had, I guess, I'm just that guy now, uh, but we <laughs> talked. You're the video game guy. I am. Uh, we I watched uh, GoldenEye from 1995, and I watched Mortal Kombat, which is also 1995, and it was it was insane. And the Mortal Kombat movie was a wild ride, but I this was the most fun I've had watching a movie in a while. I feel like the Mortal Mortal Kombat in general just like feels very 90s to me. There's like something about it, maybe because of the movie yeah, and maybe because like it's an arcade game. I grew up uh-huh. playing like an actual stand-up 80s style arcade game. Yeah. Um, my dad had one in, in our basement growing up. He he's, Wow. When I say like he's like into that kind of stuff, I mean like he really likes video games, really likes them. Dang. We had the the arcade Mortal Kombat growing up. And it's just wow. like the whole vibe of it is so 90s. Like Absolutely. it just feels that way. Like a little, like excessively violent, um, badass, uh, wild characters. Like where did most of these people come from? <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's the best though. I mean, like I I remember I used to get like blisters because I would like smash the lights <laughs> on, the, on that game. Wow. Uh, and like, <laughs> it's just the best. Like I, I love Mortal Kombat and that's definitely one of my all time favorites besides DDR, which is a totally different kind of love for me. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, do you play the modern, the newer Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat? 11? I do. I play on the most recent one on Xbox now. Oh, nice. It's amazing. It's so like gruesome and, mm-hmm. and bloody and gory, but like, I love the fatalities. It's so yeah. fun when you finally get one and it, and they're like so disgusting. Yes. I like can't help but laugh every time. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know if this is the case, but it seems like it's so excessive that you have no choice, but to like laugh and enjoy it sort of thing. 
Yeah. It's like insane. And also, um, I'm like, I'm crazy. And I spent $25 and got all the extra characters because I wanted to play with alien and predator and Jason. And like, they have all those characters now. Uh, and it's wild. Like, it's so fun to like, just like know the characters that you're playing with. Um, It has that Smash Bros vibe to me. That, totally. That's very I Don't fun. feel crazy because I've done that twice for this new Smash Bros game. I have paid, oh, you paid $25 two different times after buying the game to get the new character packs because I just got to have them. <laughs> I know. The, you, the second you see them, you're like, oh, I got to do it. And like, if I smoke enough weed, I'll convince myself to do it. And that tends yeah. to be it. I'm like, tonight's <laughs> the night. Like, two blunts later <laughs> your i love that your uh like bad influence your lubricant is you just a little stoned <laughs> oh uh, yeah i mean like i just i'm like but i was stoned and i use it as an excuse but i'm always stoned so it's not an excuse that's your secret yeah wow um so are. was that you sort of leading us up to now was like you you play like oh no you but you also have recently got into uh, I don't know if how much you want to talk about the game Fallout, but you've said you've like gotten mm-hmm. sucked into this recently. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like kind of new to the whole Xbox world. So I haven't like played a lot of like Bethesda type games yeah. or any like really open world ones. Um, so I just started playing Fallout 4. I started with New cool. Vegas, actually. Okay. And New Vegas is not as... Um, user-friendly in the sense that it didn't, doesn't walk you through it as much. And since I was so new to it and I like barely could use a freaking Xbox controller when I first got the console. So I was like, this is hard and I'm not getting it. And I kept dying. I died. used a little extra handholding at the beginning. yeah, Yeah. I needed to like be explained. I also like, like the story, like straight up, I listen to them talk. When a character talks to me, I like actually follow the story because I can't help it. Like yeah. the second I get a taste of it, I have to follow it. So I like do all the quests. I'm not, I'm truly not a free player. I actually, though it's an open world, I follow all the quests. I love always. it. Always. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I need something to do. Otherwise my ADD brain will just like, I don't know. I, I I'll get lost in the world, you know? Yes. But um, so I switched to fallout four, which I like became obsessed with so fast. Like I'm 60, <laughs> um, my character's on level 61. Wow. Um, she's in two relationships. It. Oh, congratulations to her. Thank you. Did you know that characters can be in relationships on that? Cause I didn't until I was like 25 levels in. I did know that about that. I, but I haven't done a lot of that myself for games, but I did know about that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I play games like probably in the least exciting way possible like gta also i follow the traffic rules <laughs> i do yoga i do everything you can do yoga at gta i didn't yeah, know you that. can you can play tennis you can play golf G- gta 5 you're living LA your one. actual life in gta i love it <laughs> i literally am it's crazy um yeah you oh my gosh i do everything you can possibly do in that game before killing people <laughs> yes nice we, it's that's so boring <laughs> no that's you know t- truly to each their own some sometimes i try to play games in a way where not or people do they they call them like pacifist runs where they try not to uh kill people if they don't have to or like truly not try not to resort to violence but uh that's fun in whatever way you enjoy it that's great and that's valid that's I do have some questions for you about your Fallout journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, having not played Fallout, but knowing sort of the skeleton in those Bethesda type open world 
RPG games. Um, what type of character specialties does your character have? Because I don't really know about that world, and I'd love to hear. Mm, okay, well, so like, I, what do you do as your like? What sp- skills do you pour your time or your points into? I poured my points right off the top into charisma because, of course, I did. Charisma <laughs> is <laughs> because I they were like, that's how you flirt with people. And nice. that's how you <laughs> that's how you get a husband in this game. And of course, I, me, Nicole Loria, a woman playing Fallout, is like, yeah, I'm gonna get a boyfriend first things first in this game. <laughs> Love it. Uh, no, that, but I actually did do that. I put all my stuff into charisma and strength because I was like, I'm gonna be really bad at the shooting portion of this game, so I probably need the extra points. Oh sure. Um, and for a while, I like didn't understand. The, the way the system worked that you could mm. there's way more things besides like strength charisma in, intelligence whatever yeah there's like fun other stuff you can like you could be a cannibal Whoa. you can like never become an alcoholic which is fun that's i got that one pretty quick because my character kept was just like an alcoholic and i like <laughs> didn't know how to stop it like i was <laughs> like why is she always like n- n- jonesing for alcohol i don't know how to stop is, it is that a thing that like uh that your character wants or you're just you make your character drink excessively well i make my character drink because it makes you stronger oh um oh interesting yeah drinking makes you stronger drugs make you stronger but there's a side effect of getting addicted which is something i love about this game that it's like you can't do it without consequences yeah and it's very real in that sense which i'm like oh that's so cool uh dang but it took me a while to realize that i could also pour my points into something that gets rid of her alcoholism or her like chem addictions, which is like, <laughs> Oh, my character's also name. Her name is sluddy. S L U D D Y. Very um, funny. I wanted her name to just straight up be slutty because I think that's fun. Um, <laughs> but Xbox doesn't let you. Xbox yeah. doesn't let you say profanities. That's I'm like, it. but I'm a girl. That's can I say the word slut? But I first off, come on, Xbox, let her say that. Uh, we're recla- we're reclaiming the word, you know. Yeah. Uh, so th- so once as soon as we finish this show, we're gonna ru- each write an email to uh, to Bethesda and Xbox. Um, that's weird to me though because it. I would think that since it's just your game that you're playing by yourself that you could do that. I would understand if they've got restrictions when you play online, you can't when it's online. Yeah. Yeah. For, for maybe not something like that would be a big deal as big of a deal, but like kids who just uh, like to scream racial epithets uh, or like have that as their name. Uh, right. That, I, yeah. I appreciate the censorship there, but let let her be slutty. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's a that's a different to me. That's different, but absolutely. You know, I mean, like they got to stop because they don't want like some 11 year old boy being like slutty boobies as his like gamer tag. I gotta write that so, down real quick as my new username, <laughs> slutty boobies. Slutty okay, cool. boobies. Is it okay if I take that one? Yeah, well, it's I tried and they don't let you. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm like great. Um, actually, I tweeted at Xbox once. No response. What are you gonna do? Wow. Um, what are you going to do? You know, geez, the disrespect. But Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely spend a lot of my time playing fallout. Um, That's fantastic. And I love fallout four and I'm probably going to start new Vegas from the beginning soon. Oh yeah. And then that'll be cool. And dive into 76, which is, um, online, but I heard it's not, I heard it's a little glitchy. 
That's what I've heard too. Uh, but then again, I have no personal experience with it. So who Me knows? Um, the last sort of question I have for you about this fallout journey, because I, I could pr- probably just ask you about this forever. So maybe someday, honestly, I love, I haven't had a guest back for a second solo episode yet, but just going to float it. This has been fun. And maybe you could do that sometime. Um, but what is your next, what do you think you're going to do next in f- the current fallout game you're playing? Are you like, you know, I still want to keep on these side quests. I'm, or I'm going to go finish the main story. Or are you just like having fun living in the world? <laughs> so I'm like at the crossroads now. Oh, um, wow. I've played down every path that I could, like all oh of them, gosh. which is like Brotherhood of Steel and the Railroad and and uh, the Minutemen. And like I've played with every faction and I've done okay. all the quests. But now I have to make decisions with who I want to like side with, essentially. Oh, gotcha. mm-hmm. Um and I can't decide, like, I know who's evil and who's not. There's like, it's very clear who the good people and the bad people are in the game, but the bad people pay you more and mm. you get more perks from them. So they really do make it hard for you yeah. to uh, make a decision. We're getting a about, lot of real life lessons from Fallout, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And like, though I know the Brotherhood of Steel are the equivalent to like, you know, um, our uh, modern day alt-right <laughs> terrorists, but... Uh, I have been doing their quests for like a while yeah. now. And now I'm like, oh man, but I have to make an enemy out of them if I'm going to finish the game. Yeah. Um, it's a hard, it's hard. Maybe a I'm a bad person and that's what I'm discovering and while playing this game. You know, <laughs> it's never too late to choose the path that you want. So be yourself and you can't go wrong. That's my Mr. Rogers uh, wrap up to, to that. You can't uh, go wrong in, the, in a world that's not real. <laughs> true. You know, it, there's a lot to that. Uh, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I, I've heard of people playing the game like in survival mode where you oh. like can never die. Yeah. Um, Joe mm-hmm. Setti, who's on my improv team, yeah. who's Silver Sharp, he's a big fallout head. Oh. Um, he, he told me he just started a run doing it that way. And like, literally I could never, I probably died thousands of times. <laughs> like I, I have no idea how he does it. Yeah. I, um, I will revisit games that I think I'm good at or have spent a lot of time in and die repeatedly. So I, as much as I, I think it's cool that people find new ways to play games like that and new rule restrictions to put on themselves. Oftentimes it doesn't work for me just because as much as I love games, I die a lot and I'm bad. Yeah. I love a quick save. Like, you know, I need yes. it. Otherwise I'm like not other, otherwise the game playing the game stresses me out every decision I'd be yeah. mulling over for like mm-hmm. <laughs> way too long, you know? Yeah. And then you don't do anything. So, uh, I feel you. Um, exactly. That's, yeah. That's so cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for doing like a real nice deep dive, uh, both past and present for your video game history. That's I didn't. And also, didn't even have to ask you you just rolled right into it um i so, mean i've been a gamer for a long time i'm just like a little undercover about it yeah um well, the, and i'm sorry to blow your cover on this episode now everyone's <laughs> gonna know they're gonna see the instagram and the retweets so it's okay i think i need to come out as a gamer because i want to yeah. talk to people about it um yeah. i spent a lot of time doing these things that I find interesting and don't talk to that many people about, and I should. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, we'll, we'll look at this as the a start of a new path for you. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone listening, you can hit me up about video games. 
there we go. I mean, like maybe I shouldn't open my line. So, so <laughs> you can, you can so hit open, up anyone can talk to me. Maybe. Not. Yeah. <laughs> she might not respond and you just got to live with that. Uh, it might take me person. two and a half weeks to respond. I am not the best, but, um, I promise I will eventually. There we go. Maybe. Um, so before we actually take a break to talk about the game, you have referenced it a couple of times, but would you mind uh, introducing the game we're going to talk about when we come back? Yes, we will be talking about Dance Dance Revolution. Great. I try and to be like fun and dramatic about it. That wasn't that you, fun. You like half leaned into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, how about this? It's been a while. <laughs> how about this? I've got an idea. Let me know if you're on board. We will both say a very, very passionate and enthusiastic Dance Dance Revolution, just like you did. We'll both do it at the same time. And then, okay. then we'll go silent and that'll be our break. Excellent. Cool. The just like we did to start the recording and and thank you for going along this journey with me. I'll do a uh, three, two, one, and then then let's do it and see how embarrassed we are. All right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to really go for it. Me too. Uh, Three, two, one. Dance, dance, dance. Revolution. We'll see if that times up on the recording. Yeah. I, you know, I think it did. Me too. I Uh, felt it in my heart. Me too. Uh, Well, I'll see you on the other side of this break. Great. Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt and I host a podcast called Video Games, A Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, A Comedy Show anywhere podcast can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, where we are discussing Dance Dance Revolution with Nicole Loria. And Nicole, as I said before uh, we started recording today, uh, we're going to do a little brief history and context about this uh, to brush the listener up as much as like this is sort of one of those phenomenons that I'm sure everyone's pretty aware of. So uh, I'm going to share some basic stuff, but if you want to jump in, please do. Cool. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot about the game too, because my love for it happened very young. (laughs) Wikipedia was not maybe the biggest thing then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There, there was um, green slime. Uh, I guess that's in my head. The biggest thing was Nickelodeon green slime. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. What a perfect pull. Uh, So I'll dive right into it for us. Dance, dance revolution also known as DDR, also known as Dancing Stage in in earlier European games, which that's interesting to me, Mm. uh, is a music, rhythm, dancing-based video game series produced by Konami, which I didn't know until today. Uh, And it was introduced in Japan in 1998 as part of the Bimani series uh, and released in North America and Europe in 1999 a couple of things I wanted to point out was that I would have not guessed in 1998 that DDR was around. I would have guessed like early 2000s. 
I think that's when it got popular. Yeah. I think it hit the arcades like late nineties though. Yeah. I think about it Um, because the arcade version of it was what was like so popular. Mm -hmm. And then they finally like made those cheap ones that you could bring home. Like the the, mats. uh, Yes. Flat mats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, That was surprising to me, but that does kind of make sense that it would have been out a little earlier before it totally blew up. Um, Also Bamani, uh, comes, it, it, that comes from this, I, I learned while looking up some facts that I will spoiler share with you later, uh, at the end of the episode, um, comes from the game that this stems from called beat mania. Uh, and you're basically more of actually just doing like DJing. They had like a little spin table and five keys that you would try to do on this arcade machine called beat mania. Oh my God. I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah. And, and which is funny because they've got some really popular DJ sort of games out there uh, now, like modern ones. Um, uh-huh. but yeah. I just thought that was sort of, sort of interesting. Um, DDR is the pioneering series of the rhythm and dance genre in video games. Uh, Players stand on a dance platform or stage and hit colored arrows laid out in a cross, uh, up, down, left, and right uh, with their feet to musical and visual cues. This is sort of one of those games that I even feel sometimes feel silly sort of laying out this very... uh, uh, what do I want to say? Um, I don't know this very uh, structured sort of description of it. Cause it's like, it's DDR. It's the game you saw people at arcades, sweaty high schoolers and junior hires like dancing and to the beat, like these very crazy pop songs going off. It's, it was a phenomenal. Yeah, like hot, like fast paced, like hot, like almost the most annoying songs you could ever imagine <laughs> were on the playlist. Like yeah. it was specifically that. Yes. Um, oh, I loved it. And so, so they were so much like that, that doing a little research for this episode, which I need to send you a really cool retrospective that this girl did on YouTube. It's like a 45 minute DDR doc she made. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. Which paired with the <laughs> devil's lettuce might be a great feature for you. Um, Anyway, just hearing those songs was almost like nostalgic. Yes. That's what I'll uh, affectionately refer to weed as most of the time. Mm -hmm. I I can't help it. I'm as Edgar has said this many times, but I am a, an adult young man in a suburban mother's when I'm a, I'm a suburban mom in an adult young man's body. Okay. So Mm. yeah. Edgar says that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I hope. I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to see more and more of that come out uh, in this episode. Uh, but yeah, I was listening to those songs and it was, it was simultaneously annoying, but I was almost nostalgic for it. And I didn't even really play these games. I was just around these. Yeah. But like the songs, I mean, if you went to any arcades, mm-hmm. it was the loudest game in the arcade, the one with the longest line. Yes. Like I liked going when I was young. Like I really did. Like there was very few arcades around me, but like yeah. when there were, that was the game that everyone wanted to play. You know, yeah. there was a long line. It was just, I remember when I went to, um, we're sort of, I don't mind mixing personal context with just the general history. Uh, I'd love to hear from you too. Um, I remember going to this place called Funworks in town. I'm, I'm from Modesto up North. Right, right. And that was the, one of the sort of like play places that had an arcade inside 
and go-karts and a batting cage and mini golf sort of place. What would you call that sort of thing? It's like, like, um, like, I guess it's like the Dave and Buster's thing, but like a mega arcade, like a fun zone. Like they always call those places something zone. Yeah. Uh, Did you, do you know Discovery Zone? Yes, we had those. Like I'm from the Northeast. I grew up in Connecticut and uh, like New York area. Um, Yeah, we had, we did have Discovery Zone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where did you, do you remember the sort of, arcade style place that you would go to in town? Okay. Well, no, because it was my basement. My dad <laughs> like had a, ba- a arcade in our basement. Um, yes. Like I said, you know, I grew up playing a lot of video games cause he was a big video game mm-hmm. guy, Thank you, but dad. he actually had like a full arcade in our, in our basement. We had Mortal Kombat, Tic Tac trivia, like an Atari formula one game. That's uh, this so like cool. crazy, like hockey bubble game. Like uh, you would, you would yeah. recognize, you know what I'm like talking air about. Like air hockey? Yeah. They, no, it wasn't air hockey. It was like the actual little Oh, dudes. the little guys that move around. Yeah. The little dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just like a full arcade cause he loved it and he like collected the games and he would have wow. his friends over and they would play. And then as I got older, my friends could come over and play. Um, but my favorite game was DDR. So for my... I don't know, maybe like 10th or 12th, like Christmas, mm-hmm. my parents got me and my sister the metal pads. So we had the arcade set up. You got the metal pads? I had the metal pads, Connor. Dude, that is... I was so, so I'm, not, again, not even, a, like, attached to this game, and that is so cool to hear. <laughs> I, like, cried. I was so happy when uh, my parents got them for me because I liked the game so much. I spent every day after school with my best friend, Hallie, we would meet up, we would play DDR. She had it first. She had a PlayStation oh. and she had the game first. And nice. I would go there so much that my parents were like, first of all, where's our daughter? Yeah. <laughs> and but why like, is she so sweaty when we see her? I was always like so sweaty. I, I was like a little nerd, little chubby nerd, you know, uh, still like had all my baby fat. I actually look pretty much like a human chipmunk. Um, awesome. And my best friend, same way. We were both like, you know, like nerdy theater kids. But we started playing DDR and getting into shape because mm-hmm. we were playing it so much. Whoa. <laughs> and like we were like these two 12-year-olds that were just like kind of getting jacked because we played <laughs> we played DDR so much. And our moms were like, hell yeah. Yeah. This of is course. a good video game. Yeah. Let's encourage it. Totally. So then that's when my mo- my mom was like cool with getting me the metal pads. Hallie upgraded too. We had the whole setup. We would oh. have like sleepovers just to play DDR with people. That's it awesome. It was like our entire life, Connor. Like probably a, a year, maybe two years of my life was like DDR every day. That is, <laughs> you just gave me so much, the, so many things I want to ask questions about. That is fantastic. Uh, first, um, I... I should actually, so I do this thing on the show, uh, peek behind the curtain where if, and who knows, maybe it'll happen today where I joke about a fake segment on the show, uh, that we always do if, uh, something comes up, which is, is just, it's a fake thing I do, but something I want to get better about pointing out is when someone references like a childhood best friend that they enjoyed this, the thing they're discussing with me. So shout out to Hallie. Hope she's doing well. Shout out well. to Hallie. 
Hallie's in LA and she works at Netflix. Shout out to Hallie. <laughs> oh, shout out to Hallie. Uh, con- and congrats on the career. Uh, I'm sure play thinks about DDR as much as you do every day. Uh, mm-hmm. I was with her yesterday and I was like, what was our favorite song, Hallie? Uh, and we were like, remember that one fat boy slim song? <laughs> Check it out now. The funk soul brother. Remember that song? Yes. That was like, that was one of the DDR songs that we loved. First off, the fa- that could be a gateway for me to get into DDR because that's just an iconic song. Oh, yeah. uh, I saw a great, this is a complete non sequitur, but I yesterday saw someone on Twitter uh, make a, a, a joke using lyrics of that song. It was like, I think some awful conservative tweet about, <laughs> so, I think it was about how someone had been like identified in the uh, like siege on the Capitol and and it was like someone who had a comeuppance coming and someone's first response to, to it was right about now. And the second person responded to it and was just my funk soul brother. And I thought <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I love that I song. For- like it like makes me laugh. Also, I went through like a hardcore rave phase, which is nothing to do with gaming at all. I believe this. Yeah. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Uh, you know, <laughs> later in high school, post EDR days. And the first rave I ever went to was a fat boy slim one they had a fat boy slim themed rave it was fat boy slim concert at this place called terminal five in manhattan um any new yorker listening will know that place uh and it was just like a rave spot and like that was like one of the first one i like wore neon to a fat boy slim concert hell yeah you did (laughs) uh let's get a snapshot of that moment in time that's fantastic (laughs) oh boy it was a rough one i was too young to be there yeah (laughs) Just uh, in going to, were you living in New York or were you just going from Connecticut out to Manhattan for this rave? <laughs> for raves? Um, that I was in Connecticut going to Manhattan, but I'm originally from New York. My okay, I was cool. born there, lived in Long Island for a little, and then oh, wow. went to high school in Connecticut and moved to Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, back to the, the Fat Boy Slim song. I'm also sort of surprised to hear that that's on DDR, but uh, I can Supernova. I remember which one. There Mm -hmm. you go. Uh, And I'm so glad you, I was going to, I was a little worried about asking about a specific song that you remember, but you already gave me that info. That's fantastic. Oh, I remember a lot of the songs because I played it so much. Was it a specific version that you played? I played, okay, so I guess it had to be like PlayStation 2. Sure. Um, It was Supernova. I know that. And there was like two Supernovas. And then there was an X, I think, came out after Mm. that. Um which I like, can't believe I remember all of this, but those were the games. And I remember in the songs from the time, cause it was like, what, 2005, 2006? Sure, I would yeah. Say. I think I might be wrong on those years, but somewhere around there. Oh, we'll ballpark it. Yeah, we'll, ba- we'll ballpark it as mid 2000s. <laughs> but it was like, there was like an Ashley Tisdale song on there. I'm like, why awesome. is that? <laughs> I remember like thinking that was weird then and now thinking it's even weirder now. That's awesome. Um, like she had such a small musical career, yet somehow her song made it onto Dance Dance Revolution. That was um, your the beginning of your comedy brain identifying something unusual was Ashley yeah. Tisdale's song being on. DDR. I was like, this girl. I'm like, this chick's like my age. Why has she got a song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask you about, cause I keep forgetting that you were playing this on the PS2, but got the metal mats. Um, 
Did you get a PS2 to play this? Did you already have one? I got the PS2 to play it. I remember that was like, my friend Hallie had it. She had the PS2 and she had DDR and I couldn't get it because I only had a GameCube. Um, I only had like Nintendo stuff. And I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta be a PlayStation person. It was literally Um, your gateway to other consoles. Yeah, but you know what's nuts? I really only did DDR. That PlayStation 2 was attached to like an old 90s style giant TV, like straight awesome. out of Seinfeld, like that big TV. Yes. Um, and it was attached to that. And so were the metal mats. And that was like the only thing that TV was used for. And the only thing that PlayStation was used for was for hardcore DDR. It was like just legitimately a DDR machine. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause it was the only, I was so into it and I would play it so much, but then, you know, I got older. This was middle school. I was like super into it. Mm-hmm. I got older. I started going to those raves. Yes. So As <laughs> I didn't you do. have time for DDR anymore. Yeah. Um, but then DDR. it did a full circle and came back. <laughs> it came back because I started throwing parties in oh. my house growing up and then high school us would all like drink and play DDR until wow. one day somebody cracked a Smirnoff, Smirnoff ice on one of the pads and it broke and I oh, swear no. to god I cried in at my party <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like so sorry. you broke it yeah I mean they were like dying they had been I had them for years at that point yeah um still though it's 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 hard to let go of someone or something, even if you know it's time that they're like on their way. That's that sucks. I like have no idea what my parents did with those metal mats either because we moved from Connecticut and I'm mm-hmm. like, they I hope they sold them and they didn't just like throw them out. Like I have no idea where they are. Yeah, they they found they found a, a bigger a family that had that had a farm, more room for the mats to run. They had some young kids that will really love the mats. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that is, that's so fantastic. Um, that's, and also really cool to hear that, like, that there was like a comeback for them, for you. A big comeback. And like, it was like, yeah, it was a couple of years of like, not really playing them, not really like yeah. kind of like letting video games go. And then I got really back into it. Yeah. Um, Amazing. But yeah, no, I mean, DDR was like, it was a, during, like the game I played during a very formative time of my life. Too. Yeah. Um, so it, I'll always have like such fond memories of it. Um, I played like a version sort of of it at two bit circus last year. Oh, wow. There was like a VR dance game that was like sort of like it. I mean, it didn't have the arrows because, I mean, let's be real. DDR is not dancing. It is just stomping your feet in a really quick position, which I'm really freakishly good at now. And it's a useless skill. I'm like an Irish step dancer. I'm like, I don't know what. It's not real dancing. It's kind of just like stepping. How can I bring Um, this to Los Globos at Party McFly? I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's not a dance floor. It's like I I took nothing away from none of those skills translated. Although I would kind of like to see someone try to do the DDR moves as they're dancing at where it's like. Oh, I like think I do do them sometimes because it's like. (laughs) It's muscle memory now. So yes. it's like, yeah, this is dancing, but it's not dancing. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, there's like this version of it that's like 
you move, it's your arms and your legs, but oh. it is kind of like a DDR. And I was like, Oh, I want to try that. It reminds me of DDR. Yeah. And I swear I got on it. And I was like a natural. I was like, it's just coming back to me. Like, <laughs> and I played it. Like I used like all my, my, uh, VR money or whatever. Two bit circus is like coins or whatever oh, wow. on, uh, on that game. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I've never been there. Is that downtown? It's downtown and it's real cool. Have you, have you not talked at VR on this podcast yet? Uh, I don't think we have had a single VR game discussed yet. We've, I think, f- talked about the topic, but... Nobody with an Oculus. You don't have an Oculus, huh? I don't. I have a couple friends. I might have a friend with one. I have a couple a couple friends with a PSVR because PlayStation has like a decent VR rig. Oh, yeah, they have the headset, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, I might have a little... I might actually have a little VR recommendation for you later, which which is funny. It's funny you bring it up. Uh, I love me some VR games. They do make me slightly nauseous at mm, times. Yeah. But so cool. Can, I, can you imagine? Like, I have not gotten, I don't own, a, I've never owned a VR kit or whatever you would call them. Um, but I'm definitely intrigued at the idea of playing a game that I could get really sucked into in VR. Like, I mean, can you imagine playing Fallout in VR? Like, would you, would we actually I'd never see scared. you again? No, yeah. you'd never see me again. And also I would be horrified. Like I've played games that are like, like that, that are shooting games. Like there's this zombie one at two bit oh. circus. And it's genuinely scary. You're Dang. like, it's a fully immersive one. And it feels like zombies are attacking you from, and, and it's scary. Like they pop out of nowhere and it feels like you're in there. So it's like, it's freaky. It's way that scarier scary. than you think. It's jarring. But once you get used to it, like I can't do the flying. Flying is mm. not skating in, but like in VR, but shooting games, I like them. Okay. In interesting. VR, though they're scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I can't imagine. I need to be able, if I'm in a, I don't play a lot of scary games in general, but if I do, I need to be able to pause and walk away from it so vr would be like a maybe a step too far for me sometimes yeah i think that it and i think it's like that for a lot of people i've done the oculus which is it's cool, oh, cool. um yeah liz has one liz shout out to elizabeth reichelt she her brother <laughs> has one and that's where i tried it once oh um and it is crazy it's like jarring when you take it off it's like you're you're entering a different dimension like it really genuinely feels that way so it's like bizarre i mean if fallout existed in the vr world i don't know if i could play it because i would be like it feel i would feel like i was in the apocalypse like i'd be so scared you know yeah we already get enough of that anyway so don't need to add another level of realism to it for you when you play fallout (laughs) yeah isn't that nice that the game i chose to play during the apocalypse is an apocalypse game it's just no escape very nice i i did a similar thing have have you played the last of us are you familiar with that game I know it and I like know about the story, but I have yet to play because I know it's going to suck me in the same way. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very intense, as I'm sure you've heard. Heartbreaking. I played the first one almost two years ago. And then this year during our pandemic, the second one came out in June. And I I've said this many times on the show. So I'm apologies for the listeners who've heard me repeat this, but I purposefully uh, abstained and was like, you know what? We're in the middle of a pandemic. 
I don't want to play this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this. Depressing game. Yeah. Exactly. In, in, you know, a zombie apocalypse that feels like, uh, feels a little too real. Um, and you're losing people. So, but then I, I chose to play it in November when things were four times as worse and I was alone then. So, uh, and it just completely wrecked me. It was a wonderful (laughs) game a, a piece of art for sure. But I did the similar thing where I was like, Oh, I did just play a pandemic game during a pandemic yeah it's hard like but yeah. there, no it's like oh god this is like we're just double whammying the like you know trauma yeah. um i actually think it's it's almost therapeutic in a way yeah because it's like okay well first of all we're not living during a zombie apocalypse or True. like we don't have like super mutants and ghouls attacking us all the yeah. time like it could be worse yes you know you know what what a what a nice dose of uh of it of it could be worse from that game that's great that's that is positive I, that's actually interesting and it makes me want to ask you about that sometimes i think that leaning in well i just like to I guess know what you how you feel sometimes i think leaning into a genre or a or a game with elements like that uh, of like serious subject matter or maybe something that hits really close to home. There's sort of like two ways I think about it. Sometimes leaning into it can feel like the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I am going to face this. I am just going to live with it, even though it's going to wreck me. I need to do this now. Other times I'm like, well, you know, I want to play Mario and just bounce around on some mushrooms and uh, like live in a happy fairy tale world. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it but there's sort of like two ways i think yeah 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 i feel like when i'm in an indulgent mood is when i like like to play fallout you know when i want to like indulge in my feelings and like what's going on in the world and things like that and like i really want to zone in yeah Uh, but when i want to escape is when i do things like i'll play you know lighter games or i'll just like uh, I mean, I also play games like moving out and uh, oh, overcooked nice. and things like oh, that awesome. because of course they do. Those games are fun on yeah. Xbox. Um, do you and Marissa play overcooked together? Yeah. It's the only time we've ever fought during the <laughs> pandemic. Me and my roommate, we get along swimmingly. We never fight. The only time we fought <laughs> overcooked. This makes two. It makes sense. Uh, a, a, another game that I have unfortunately never played but know that has happened for many people it's a test of a relationship yes it really is it's like it's like the ikea video games you know yeah absolutely and then there's uh, literally a game called moving out which is like overcooked but moving furniture and it's really fun um wow. and i've also played all of that <laughs> awesome um, um to to sort of get us back to a little more DDR focused stuff as we sort of uh, as we, we ride we off followed the followed the train. Well, I, I started asking you about the Oculus. So. Hey, that's okay. I mean, I this is a free flowing show. Don't worry about it at all. Um, <laughs> sort of all I wanted to the last couple of questions from me was start. I wanted to start with uh, Have you played? any sort of actual DDR. I know you did that VR game, but have you, like when you see it, are you like, I want to play it or have you played it in the last few years at all? Well, if I see it, I obviously have to play it. Like even now, because I must know if I can still play. It got to the point where I was playing on like, you know, challenge and like the hardest levels. 
and I could move those little feet so fast. Yeah. Wouldn't even believe it. Like I was like, wow, I am, this is the one thing I'm good at. Amazing. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like I don't go to like arcades enough mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, you know, with the occasional barcade here and there, but yeah. they, they don't tend to have DDR at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one time when I was in high school during the second coming of my game, you know, the drunk, uh, second half party time, the, dude, the party time DDR years we were, I was on a ski trip up, up in, um, like smug smugglers notch, which is in Vermont. Cool. And they have like a fun zone arcade there. Uh, and me and my friend Hallie were on this trip and we saw these like kids like they were like way younger than us they had to be like 10 <laughs> playing and they were nasty they were like so good they were like I'm not, i don't know where they were from they were just like so good at ddr like maybe professional gamer kids because they were like going around the wow. arcade like playing every game like that just making and, their presence known they're they're the bikers at this bar <laughs> yeah they were they were like yeah this is our fucking turf you know like they were like these two little boys um and so me and Hallie were like, let's challenge them. <laughs> I've never done this in my life, but we, <laughs> we challenged them and we lost so fast. It was like, it was like not even like comparable. Like they were oh, so no. good. Also, it's a little different from like every version of it's different. Like mm-hmm. some of the arcade versions aren't the same as like what we played at home, like yeah. the PlayStation version. They Like I know they make different versions of it. So uh, we weren't playing one we were familiar with and we got smoked. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> that is Everyone not we were I there with like laughed at us. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the last time I played it um, wow. in public. And I haven't really seen it since. Yeah. It's uh, a, it, did you ask if I have? Yeah. Like, have you seen it at an arcade? You know, I, if I have, I didn't clock it. So there's a chance, there's a chance that it's out there somewhere. Waiting to be, be stepped on again, but yeah, that's, that's, that is a fantastic story. I thought you were going to say you whooped their ass, but <laughs> no, incredible. we didn't whoop their ass. Like, I all mean. right, well, that's it for us, Hallie. Uh, yeah, I was like, maybe we weren't as good as we always thought we were and we shouldn't have challenged them and yeah. just left it that way. Like thinking we were the champions. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, there was definitely people a lot better than us at yeah. DDR. Wow. <laughs> Uh, maybe not in your prime though. I like to think in your prime, you were just, uh, just lethal. Yeah. I think like 11 year old Nicole was unbeatable. Yeah. But then like 17 year old Nicole, after she had been like, you know, drinking vodka and smoking pot, I don't think she was as good anymore. You know, (laughs) that, that, that seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Um, That tends to be how things go uh, downhill. (laughs) I, you know, I unfortunately know exactly what that's like. Um, Another thing that I totally meant to ask you about earlier is when you got into this game, was there, uh, did you take to it like pretty early as far as, did you feel good or was it something that you felt when you were like it not to be too on the nose, but leveled up at that game where you're like, oh, I've arrived. I have put in the work to be good. Was that a thing at all for you? Yes. Um, Okay. There was a point where like my friend's, it was me and Hallie mainly, but we yeah. had a couple other DDR head friends that would mm-hmm. play with us. Um, 
And there was a point where we all got really competitive with each other <laughs> about like who was the best one. Like I remember yep. there was a period where Hallie was clearly the best one. And then yep. I was the best one after I got the metal pads and then like, you know, like, and we got, it got competitive Yes, to the point where like, we would have like, we, we were like hormonal 12 year olds. So yeah. we'd be like <laughs> upset and pissed off at each other. Yeah. And like one would beat somebody like three times in a row. And I'd be like, but you knew like that song's like one of my weak spots. Like, yeah, we was like kind of like it would lead to fights and stuff. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the main question was that you asked me, but and I went on a tangent. <laughs> no, you pretty much got us there. I was just wondering if you remember like going, like leveling up in that game and going from like liking it and, but not being great to like, you were awesome. Um, yes. Um, I remember like playing it for the first time and being like, oh, video games are amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they've evolved, you know, after playing yes. Mario Kart and like Mario Party for so many years, I was like, this is it. Like, I was so excited yeah. Uh, and then like after a while, when we started like being able to play on the higher levels, cause there's mm-hmm. like, I think there's like four levels yeah. if I remember correctly. Once we like hit that fourth level and we could like play and actually do it and like sc- score, we were like, all right, bring it on. Like that was like when we like would invite people over to watch us play DDR. Watch uh, and, and then, learn friends. Yeah. But then I got like, I remember we had boys over. Nice. We were 12 and I did theater. So <laughs> it was just a bound to happen. It, I mean, no, it wasn't bound to happen. We really had to like, we really had to like get to some nerds to come over and watch us play DDR. Like really, like it was hard. Uh, and, but then I remember the, like, you look stupid when you play DDR. You do not look cool at all. And like, we thought it was cool until like, we played around boys and they laughed at the way we looked when we played. Yeah. <laughs> the high score doesn't and translate to looking cool. I was like, I'm never doing this cool. again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding though. Like I remember boys telling me I look stupid and I was like, maybe we should stop playing DDR. And maybe that was the reason oh, we stopped. Boys. But I know um, you don't look cool though. And I'm glad somebody told us. Yeah. That's the high score doesn't necessarily just translate to coolness. Unfortunately, no, unfortunately, no. The look uh, of coolness, but we we respect the high score though. We do, and it's impressive. But do you look like a flailing spaz to get there? Yes, yeah. you do. It, it's sort of like a lot of video games. Like if if I were to think of a game I'm really good at, if someone were to watch me play, it'd be like, well, you're just playing a video game. It's not like it. It's not that cool visually to watch you click a controller and and whatnot like the ag- yeah the actual like you sitting on your couch but hey people have whole careers of that so i guess it is interesting mm-hmm. um i've never really indulged in the um twitch world yeah necessarily but i know people will watch you play video games i mean the video game itself obviously is interesting a lot of the time but totally. like th- what makes me laugh is thinking about a person with a controller just like <laughs> fucked up on mountain dew playing hundreds <laughs> like, of viewers yeah like just sitting there it's it's so it's so interesting um but people enjoy it people yeah it's enjoy. a whole nother world uh <laughs> as a minor streamer uh it is like there's a lot to get over too, as I, as I started doing, and I still don't do it consistently, but it is like, I do sit and think sometimes I'm like, well, is this, do I, do I look lame? And then most of the time I'm like, you know, I'm having fun and it seems to be enjoyable. So whatever. 
Yeah, I um, it, I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, uh, to the point where I'm like, do I want to start streaming? Like, yeah, would that be fun for me? Um, it could. You know, I a lot of, I think, depending on how you would enjoy, sort of. I think as an improviser, I think you would be, if you wanted to, you would be really great at it, but it matters. It, it What matters more is like, if you enjoy entertaining a chat that you're not seeing uh, or just, but it, it's, I feel like I have conversations with myself when I play the games, but right. it, it, sometimes it's really fun. So you never know. Right. And it's all about the commentary, right? I yeah. mean, I guess I, and the gameplay, but it's more about the commentary. Totally. I the person... Imagine. I think the person is what sells the stream more than the, more than the game sometimes. Right. Cause I've like watched gameplay. Like when I was first getting mm-hmm. into fallout, I would go on YouTube and watch the gameplay. Cause mm-hmm. half the time I was like, how do I do this? Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's so many elements to it. And I never, like, it took me a really long time to learn how to build things and stuff. Um, so I'd go watch, you know, people that had lots of views mm-hmm. and they would have live streams and they talk in the background. But the majority of the ones I'd watch that were, were informational were so goddamn boring. Like, (laughs) I'm like, this guy has no humor. Somebody didn't take 101 improv. (laughs) Like, like it's like, I'd be like, come on, tell me a joke. Do anything. Like, totally something more than just like telling me what's happening. Is there any life here? Uh, Gosh, I know what you mean. Cause I will, as a, as an avid gamer, I'll look up stuff too, to like, get unstuck and sometimes I'm it's just the most stale so stale presentation ever but then it has like a hundred thousand views yeah because I mean a helpful tutorial is a helpful tutorial you know and I appreciate it and maybe there shouldn't always be humor in one of those but oh god I'm like just give me life show me anything besides just like clinical gaming yeah it can be Um, excruciating sometimes yeah, it really can. But I mean, I think maybe if I, I need to watch more streamers and get yeah. inspired by some that I find cool. Totally. Like you guys, I'm going to watch you. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll plug it at the end. So you'll know, you'll know if you ever want to tune in. Um, oh, hell yeah. So I know I feel like 20 minutes ago, I was like, I'm going to, I'm getting us to the end, but now I sort of want to present this to you. And um, is there anything about Dance Dance Revolution that you didn't get to share, whether it's something about the game or your like personal feelings about it or a story, or did you want to wrap any ideas up before we do some Mm. fun stuff at the end of the episode? Wrap up ideas. Oh, well, I can't think of anything else to say really, except that I love this game and it really consumed my life for like two years in middle school and I don't know, like my junior year of high school yeah. when I started drinking and partying. And those, at, I have two very fond, different kinds of memories yeah. of the game, which is interesting um, because it appeared two times at two different times in my life. Yeah, it um, came back. Yeah, it, like, and it's crazy to think that in like 2010, it was a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now it's 2021 and I'm like, I haven't God. seen DDR in an arcade in years. And I'm like, that's, it's just crazy to think that it was, uh, I thought it was like the future of video games and it yeah. would be like, like I couldn't even imagine VR at that point in my life, you know? No way. Yeah. Uh, so it's like crazy to see how like it's now a vintage game. Totally. Um, 
which is nuts. It makes me feel old and also like not with the times in terms of technology. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love that game. And I, if I ever get to see it again, I will challenge you to a DDR duel. I look forward um, to it. Yeah, I, and- I truly would like a world where we would see, be in the same place to see a DDR uh, mat or pad or whatever. Anywhere. Yeah. Oh, you know, I did play it once later in life. In my senior year of college, we went to like some arcade for senior week, blah, blah, whatever. I went to Uh a small theater school in Pennsylvania called Muhlenberg College. Nobody's ever heard of it. I Um, have until you said it. Amazing. Yes, it was theater and like, weirdly, a lot of people were pre-med. I don't know. Weird vibes (laughs) at that place. It was like- Classic theater slash pre-med school. (laughs) Yeah, bizarre. Weird vibes. D3 sports, everything about it was- (laughs) Strange, but uh, we went to like an arcade and there was a DDR there and I hadn't played in years. And <laughs> I was like, you guys, I'm really good at this. And everyone was like, oh, all right. Says everyone about every video <laughs> game. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I'm really good at this. And like, though I like to fun and brag and say, I'm really good at lots of things. I really actually meant it that time. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, all right, whatever. And I did it. And I swear my friend's mouths drop because I when I looked insane, I was like moving so fast and like you look insane when you play yeah. TDR. But I set the high score on the machine. Oh I can't believe I forgot about this until just now. Yeah. And then uh, all my like my boyfriend at the time was like, please, I can't even look at you. <laughs> I just said the high score, babe. What are you talking about? I was like, that wasn't sexy. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, no, it wasn't sexy, apparently. Uh you know, but, you to know. each their own. <laughs> yeah, to each their own. Um, he was like, that was weird as hell. <laughs> uh, but no, I did set the high score and I felt so really cool. good about it. And I brought it up a lot over the next week and no one cared. That's um, awesome. But yeah. That's, wow, um, what a what a way to finish your, especially after getting your ass kicked by those two little baby boys. Uh, yeah, that was high school. And then college, I came back and I was like, ah, nobody has ever like set a high score on this machine. And then wow. I just did. Dang. That's, I mean, I don't know other any other way to describe it, but uh, other than calling it a journey, because it really was a journey. It, it was, DDR was a journey in my life. And now I've, um, now I'm in a different place with my video gaming. It's true. Um, it's darker, but uh, but it's definitely cooler. I would yeah. say, and uh, um, I'm a fan of story based games. I think awesome. naturally. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, thank you so much for uh, sharing all about your. I don't know what I expected coming into this episode, but you gave me way more than what I was expecting. So thank oh, you so, so much. That was awesome. I, you know, I I don't do podcasts so often, and so I was like. Am I, should I have stories? Hopefully I remember them. Um, you so I winged friend. it. <laughs> You're a natural. Uh, so to, to close out the show, um, I will, I've got two fun uh, end of the show segments that I've prepared for you. Um, the first of which is the fact me by your game segment, where I of course uh, present a couple facts to you, my guest about dance, dance revolution. So uh, I've got two for you today. The first of which uh, by the way, these both come from a really cool website called primetimeamusement.com. And by really cool website, I mean, I 
looked at this one article and it was helpful to me. Um, so, <laughs> like shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Hopefully there's no uh, QAnon shit there. Um, yeah, shout out to my Google search hooking me up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Google. Um, so the first one I have, uh, I've titled this headline, There Are How Many Spinoff Machines? Uh, with a voice at that high of an octave. Um, so mm-hmm. this fact is uh, there are apparently 27 different releases of DDR, and that's without taking into consideration the various console home ports. Um, Holy shit, like 27 versions of the game? Yeah, like the arcade versions of DDR that they came out with, which is, I would have told you there were like three over the Yeah, I wouldn't, I would have never guessed that there was 27. (laughs) And you can look, there's a really great list on Wikipedia. So I looked through the list and I, the funniest one to me, my favorite one is called, and this is, you know, as we talked about the Japanese name for it earlier, I think, no, it was European. My favorite one is Dancing Stage featuring True Kiss Destination. I don't know. That's That's what they titled it. So is like True Kiss Destination a band or something? And it's like all the songs? It didn't say. I think it was like the theme and the feeling, honestly. Oh my goodness. I don't know. know, I'm like not surprised though, because there would always be like a slew of songs that weren't radio hits on it and they always had like really weird names like (laughs) like almost like sexual names yeah that um there was one i like i was looking also on wikipedia and i saw i had seen that there was like all these different versions but i never knew that until today uh that there was like so so many of them but there's there was this one song that we would always play and i always used to like giggle every time I clicked it because I thought it was like inappropriate. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that song? Hold on. Holding. No rush. Faster Kill Pussycat. You know? That was the name of the song and it was a hard one and I remember getting good at it because I would train with it. Totally. Um, <laughs> That's what amazing. a name. It's like all of it. It's like almost sexual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. It's like a like a little badass. Uh, I yeah. that, that makes sense to me. That's amazing. Um, what was this, this one? De- tr- the destiny. What was uh, it? Dancing stage featuring True Kiss Destination. True Kiss Destination. True Kiss. De- that true is kiss sexual. It absolutely is. It's like so. It's like fantasy romance seeming to me. Which as half the time when I'm listening to these pop songs, whether or not they're singing about that is sort of the energy it always gave off to me. Yeah. I mean, the dancing girls in the background of the game, do you remember them? They were like, Vaguely. they, they definitely had big titties. Oh. Um, and they were well, like, Google. <laughs> yeah. Google that tonight. If you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> DDR porn. Oh God. I, you know, it exists. Connor went Maybe down I'll the Google. path that he would never, get back from yeah 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 i mean you know what i'm googling the second we're done but uh <laughs> no joke they uh were like dancing all sexy and they would like sure. move in ways that you would never move for the game <laughs> like like and it was like sexy like they were yeah. like video game background dancers yeah maybe that's why you thought it would be like cool or sexy to those boys that came over because you're like i'm that's what that's me right there that's yep. what i'm doing 
Yeah, that's literally what I thought I would. <clears throat> but you actually are like profusely sweating and you're like <laughs> just stepping in four positions back and forth, moving your feet. It looks like you look nuts. Incredible. I love it though. <laughs> uh, um, the second fact I have okay, for you, which it. probably won't be a total surprise because you sort of like touched on this general subject earlier, is um, that due to the aerobic nature of the game, as you said, you got freaking ripped. Um, and many people, I saw, I almost shared a fact about how this was just used for by people for fitness to get in better shape. Oh um, yeah, that's like, it was definitely a fitness tool for sure. Totally. Um some schools apparently opted to use to add DDR machines to their PE curriculum. In 2006, Konami approved the use of DDR in West Virginia's 765 state schools. I don't know if that's high school or what, but West Virginia was I, the state that got it. I I'm know. pissed. Okay, keep going. Um, it was implemented <laughs> over like a two year span and then. Also, at the University of Kansas, I think this is an, a, a dated fact, but it said that students are allowed to enroll in a one-credit, one-hour DDR course uh, for a semester. That's sick, and I would have done that. Yeah, you would have maybe gone, very to, chill gone to Kansas. Kansas just for that one-hour class. Yeah, I mean, that's sick. I mean, but I'm pretty sure my college had, like, a Dungeons & Dragons class. So, like, I mean, yeah. colleges definitely are getting cooler when it comes to, like, yes. uh, to uh, gaming and, like, realizing that it is, like, I don't know, a huge career path that's very lucrative, and maybe they should let people uh, spend time gaming. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm such for a that. Huge- yeah, uh, but such a huge why industry. would like I, so the state of West Virginia? That's the thing that that's I'm stuck on right of now. Of all the states, of all the states, first like, of all, I'm surprised that it didn't happen in like Japan before yeah. it happened, like in America. Totally, uh, um, that's wild. But you yeah. know, it was like a like I didn't realize, but I was getting in shape because I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, that like that it was having that effect on me, but yeah. our parents did and they liked it because of that. And it was like, why am I allowed to play this game for like 11 hours? And it was because of that. It was like, good exercise. Oh, they, they see me exercising. That's why. That's, yeah. It took wow. me a few years to realize that was like why it was yeah. so encouraged, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, definitely like, I mean, I don't blame them. We weren't getting exercise. We were theater kids. Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, Singing was not exercise, you know, screaming, actually, like scream belting at my mom in the car. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hear this song that we learned today, mom. Uh, Geez. Well, yeah, that was just mind blowing to me. And I thought that was so funny, but that's our last fact. Uh, And then we'll move on to the game recommendation segment. So um, this is my one uh, forced tie into the movie. Call me by your name. I got the idea for this segment um, wonder because I was wondering, sort of want to treat DDR as your passionate summer love, like in the movie Call Me by Your Name. And when I first saw that movie, I remember thinking to myself, I was probably Stony Baloney, but I thought, like, oh, who does he date next? Uh, uh Timothy Chalamet's character is it like mm-hmm. a completely different person than Army Hammer? Is it someone who is exactly the same? Just because I've had friends and been in situations where. It's fun to observe those sort of things. So yeah, it's like, are do they have a type or are they yes. do they fuck up and now they're going opposite? Like yeah. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. You get it. Uh, yes, so, I get it completely. So that's what these recommendations are sort of based mm. off of. Um, the first one, 
uh, and they're, these are more fun than legit wrecks, but who knows, you might like them. Uh, a the rhythm-based game like this, but with a really cute lead. And that is a game for the original, I think they have other versions of it, but PlayStation called Parappa the Rapper. Do you know about this game at all? No, but I like the sound of it. It's a rhythm-based game where you are <laughs> rapping as this character, Parappa the Rapper. He's a he's a little cartoon-looking guy, but he's kind of like Game & Watch where he looks like a piece of paper. Like, like he's like 2D. Yes, um, but he's in a 3D space, but you can kind of see when he turns to the side, you can see he's just a 2D plane sort of thing. Um, oh, I love this that. is an enormously popular uh, PlayStation game um, from the OG, but I think they have modern versions, but that was so that. It's like a rapping game. So is it like karaoke almost? I don't, re- I don't remember exactly. Uh, all I remember is that there was like rhythm based elements and you have to like time when you're choosing, like, I want to say the lyrics or something like that. Um, but, but yeah, sort of different than dancing more of a, more if you, if you were going to go off in a rapping career for yourself. Yeah. You know, which, um, like only in my dreams, but, uh, I would like that to get better, but you know, it's definitely like DDR in the sense where dance, dance revolution doesn't necessarily get you better at dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I would imagine that though, that's a rapping game. You might not come out of it better at rapping, um, which I would like to be. Yeah. You know, it's never too late. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I dabbled in my, I try to take, uh, you know, Hip hop improv, and <laughs> I dabbled. I tried. Um, it's just, it's not in the cards for me. <laughs> you know what? I'll take uh, you at your word for that one. Uh, uh, but I did do, there was Karaoke Revolution. That was like a version of GDR that oh, was cool. singing. Um, oh. I always hated it though, because I was always a singer, like musicals and choir and, you know, blah, blah, all forms of it. And then, but I was never good at it. And I was like, uh, it was just telling oh, that's, me I'm bad That's at weird for your ego. Yeah, it was so bad for my ego that I stopped doing it. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a lot incredible. about me. Um, <laughs> the, the second uh, recommendation I have for you is another rhythm-based game. But if you'd like to, uh, it's, it's more of a rhythm-based RPG uh, and that makes you dream. And this is Kingdom Hearts chain of memories so this is a Mm. relatively newer i think they have a new version on switch it's the kingdom hearts games i'm not sure if you're aware of them it's i know kingdom hearts yeah yeah and so this is you're running along this track and the music plays from the game and as you're attacking the enemies it's rhythm based so you're playing along with the beat sort of thing so love that yeah it's i haven't taken the dive but it's pretty interesting so could be and it's it's, the music is just so poppy and fantasy and big uh yeah i love interesting Um, that's like that's on the nose of the type of game i would like to play and it's like visually very pleasing right i think i've like seen it yeah definitely uh and and the last one i have for you is if you want to just get crazy and badass in vr to a beat uh, I'll recommend a game called Beat Saber. Do you know this game at all? Mm-hmm, I don't. It's it's another rhythm-based game, as I said, uh, and you play with two... It's I know it's for sure on PlayStation. It's probably on Oculus, too, where you play with, like, two controllers in your hands that are motion controllers, and uh, these, like, 
lines will come at you in VR and you to this beat have to like slash away the certain colored lines with the color that you have. So you have like red and blue, I want to say. And if a blue thing is coming at you, you have to slash it with that hand and vice versa. So there's some also DDR like physical elements to it where you work up a sweat. Right. I've seen games like this and I like games like that. Okay. Uh, So that's definitely a game I would become very addicted to and maybe it would be my full form of workout. (laughs) Yes. You know, that's definitely cool, but they don't have stuff like that for Xbox, do they? I don't think they do. That's interesting. Um, As a new person on Xbox, there are quite a lot of things on it. I Mm -hmm. want to do, but I can't. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is, and I know I'm, I'm probably going to pull the trigger and get a switch soon. Cool. Um, because I like miss my Nintendo games, but, uh, yeah, I, I do find that cause I, it's limiting just having yes. an Xbox. It sort sure. of feels like every console has their, has its limitations and stuff you can't do, which is why we end up having two of the three all the time. It feels like, yeah, it's true. You're either like PlayStation or Xbox for sure. Uh, yeah. But then, and then it's like, you kind of have everything else if you're a big gamer too. Totally. <laughs> it's like, you can't really like the switches, they nailed it. Like there's nothing else that you, you can get like it. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Yeah. I know I need one. It's like very upsetting not, and I want to play Zelda. Oh, Everyone, nice. Nobody shuts up about Zelda and I have to play it now. Yeah. Um, are Pretty- you in it? Are you playing it? I played it as the the day that the switch came out, that game came out with it and I was there day one and just like fell in love with it. I have a poster of the Zelda switch game. It's the, you can't really see it. It's the, it's the one that's right there. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like sort of a cool, you can't tell it's a video game poster one. Uh, it just that's looks like cool. a cool destination. That's how I hide my uh, shame and my issues. <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, honestly, like I like the whole setup. You got the thank whole, you. the whole setup looks great back there. Um, appreciate it yeah no i mean every i've just heard amazing things about that game it's that and the last of us those are the two games that i feel like are it right now uh yeah. and i gotta indulge but i got myself too addicted to fallout so i need to take a break i think S- someday <laughs> for you um, um but yeah awesome. oh connor i do have one question for you do you play cell oh phone gosh. games not really, but I have played cell phone games throughout my life. I Right when the iPhone was out, I was super into the different games they had. Like They had this one game where all you did was tilt your phone one direction and you were like running. It was You were just this moving object and you try to avoid the stuff as you go through it. Yes, I remember that game I, and I also was oh, into it. Was it. I loved it. Um, I've played different games, but did you do you have one that you were like was on the top of your head? You know, I I do a lot of games. I play like play a lot of card games, and I play um, okay. chess on my phone. Oh, nice online. Um, <laughs> I actually play a lot of phone games. But there was this one game that was so amazing that um, one of my bosses recommended me, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I played it so fast. And it's a puzzle game, but it's so beautiful. The graphics are so beautiful. It's called oh, wow. Monument Valley. Um, have you ever heard of it? No. It was like the most amazing cell phone game I've ever played. And it just made me think uh, now that we're talking about games and I feel like um, there's very few 
cell phone games like like this. Yeah. Um, and if you ever are looking for something to do on your phone, I think it costs like two bucks and it's Amazing. beautiful. It's like very poetic. You'll see what I mean if you ever play. Okay. Wow. I've never had a guest turn turn it on me at the end of the episode and give me a wreck. Uh, but thank yeah, you. Well, Fantastic. Yeah. And I always like to ask people because I spend so much time on my phone and I play so many little games. I'm, I have very typical ADD, ADHD, mm-hmm. need to be doing something brain. So I play a lot of cell phone games and stuff like that. And I always wonder if big gamers are also into cell phone games. Um, I think some I are. Ask. I've just <laughs> unfortunately abstained too much, it seems. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's like, I mean, I play so much solitaire on my phone. I'm like, what am I doing? Like- that's online. That's the one of the good. That's like, if I've, it, they're like, all right. Not that I've flown that much this year, but if uh, it's like, all right, the four, last 45 minutes of the flight, I'm like, all right, pull out solitaire. How many games can I win in a row sort of thing? Yeah. Love and I will it. do that. I I'm yeah. the same way. I'll do that sitting on my couch when I'm watching TV too. That's yeah. thing. Like I have, I, the ADD is, it definitely has me on my phone playing games while I'm watching TV, multitasking, but yes. Monument Valley is like a puzzle sort of game. Oh, cool. Um, it's one of the most amazing games I've played in a while and it's wow. very simple and it's a cell phone game and you're, and you're probably going to be like, what? But I would love to know what you think about it. Yeah. I am definitely going to look that up. Uh, that is a strong wreck. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, it just made me, I just popped into my head just now. Perfect timing. Just in the uh, the nick of time, as we close out the episode, that's the mm-hmm. end of the game recommendations and the end of the show. So um, Nicole, before you, ha- I don't know how, how much you want to plug, but feel free to plug whatever. Mm. Uh, but thank you again for joining. This was really fun and a nice chance thank to catch you. up and hear truly a journey of dance, dance revolution. So thank you. <laughs> a journey. <laughs> yeah. I got sidetracked. As I said, 87 times I've ADD, uh, but thank you, Connor. This was so much fun. I love chatting video games now that I'm out as a gamer. Yes. It's um, official. It's official. We can talk about this all the time. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you having me. It's like, this was super fun. For sure. Um, and uh, I have nothing to plug because we are in a pandemic and the things I do are live. Um, I guess follow me on Twitter. Hell yeah. I was going to, I, I didn't want to push you into it, but you, you have funny tweets when you tweet. Um, yeah. Follow me on Twitter every few days. I'll say, I'll make a ha ha, you know, a ha What's your exact handle? I am at Nico Loria 17. Um, cool. yeah, 17. I'm 17 years old. Awesome. Uh, I'm not 17 years old. Um, yes. I was pretty so sure that guys, was a joke. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, sometimes people think I am, I'm wearing a full tie dye track suit right now. <laughs> I probably look like I'm 17 years old. So, Amazing. um, yeah, but for the sake of Twitter, I am. Perfect. Don't come uh, after well, me. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll include that in the show notes. So if if the listener wants to follow you and check out your ha-has, they can just click straight from the podcast. Um right. but yeah, I'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own. Um this the cover art of our show is done by at 
glenn.j on Instagram. You should check out their art page. It's really fantastic. Of course, we're like I said earlier, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Um, if you are a huge fan of Call Me By Your Game, uh, I would encourage you to check out uh, our the co-op episodes we do, which are a part of the DJ Toad tier, our second tier, the $10 tier. And if you love this show, but you're like, hey, dude, $10 is a lot a month to pay towards a Patreon, you got a couple options. You could listen to the preview, uh, which recently I released a preview of the most recent one of Celeste on the feed. So you can just listen to a nice snippet of it. Um, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should listen to his show, Video Games, a comedy show. And I am on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. And sometimes I even stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. That'll do it for this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. I don't need you here by my side no more. No.